Super Talk Mississippi media production. Taylor Swift is coming to New Orleans, and Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and Super Talk are giving away a free pair of tickets. For your chance to win, go register now at Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from Margaritaville and Super Talk 103.1. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, minds full of the wildest life and possibility. I say one Mississippi, there's a magnolia tree. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. From the Foundation Studio on Biloxi's Back Bay, Happy New Year. Happy New Year and welcome to Super Talk Outdoors where we celebrate every single Monday right here at lunchtime, the world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi. I want to thank you for joining us on the super powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network. Or Super Talk TV at Ceasefire TV. But if you're listening on Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast, it's January the 3rd, 2022. And it's a cold day. We'll talk more about that in a second. Finally got some cold weather in Mississippi after some record heat. Man, hunting deer and ducks in the heat, it just doesn't feel the same. And certainly deer aren't moving. We're going to talk about that in this show here in just a second but it's cold now and maybe people are getting some good good hunting in in this incredibly cold weather thank god we finally got some anyway the 2022 legislation legislative session starts tomorrow at noon then as i said recently on my show on super talk gulf coast in conversations with both the speaker of the house philip gunn and lieutenant governor delbert hoseman this is going to be one of the most important sessions in many many years they've got a lot of issues to attack to tackle um but, you know, I'm going to leave uh, talking about the day-to-day activities of the legislature to my friends uh, Paul Gallo and Gerard. They're going to be talking about the details. But from time to time, we're going to talk about issues here. Um, and just in terms of the, the issues that matter to outdoorsmen and women here in the state. So we'll talk about why what happens in Jackson matters to you when it involves outdoorsmen. Uh, one issue that we're going to watch really, really closely is the uh, Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund. This is a once-in-a-generation uh, investment that we're going to be making in Mississippi's outdoors, uh, at least hopefully making. Uh, it passed the House last year, uh, the last legislative session, 117 to 2, uh, but it could, got stalled in the Senate. It's going to get reintroduced this year, so we're going to be watching that bill extremely closely. We've got a great show today. We're going to visit in the first half of the, of the show with a nearly 98-year-old duck hunter, Duncan Gutzinger and his son Kurt and in the second half of the show we're going to update everyone on the what's going on in the deer season so far this year and we're going to visit with the coordinator of the private lands program for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks so without any further ado let's move over to my friends Duncan and Kurt Gutzinger uh, and welcome them to Super Talk Outdoors how you guys doing doing great thank you good good Kurt so, Kurt, where, where are y'all located right now? We're up at my duck camp near Satarsha in the South Delta, right across the road from Panther Swamp National Wildlife Refuge. And, uh, that's, a, that's a great location to be, man. Are you, you guys thankful we finally got some cold weather? I'm telling you, it was 85 here yesterday, and it was uh, 26 this morning, so it's quite a, quite a shock to the system, but glad to see it. 
Yeah, I have uh, I have a place up in up in the Delta as well. Um, we uh, lease three separate farms and have friends and my son up there hunting now, and they're getting some good deer movement finally. But it's been it's been uh, slim pickings. My son actually had a pretty decent duck hunt yesterday morning, and uh, huh. we'll talk more about the ducks here in just a second. But but uh, Duncan, you're going to be you're going to be 98 years old and, uh, this month, right? Yeah, so January 27th, I'll be 98. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Uh, Happy birthday to you. How does it feel to be 98 years old and still loving the outdoors? <laughs> it feels great. I, I don't know how I'd do without it. I, uh, I've enjoyed it so much for so many years, and I've been coming out here and hunting with my my son for about 40 years now and uh the last 10 years i've been spending all of the duck season here with him so uh i shot my last duck when i was 95 and i haven't (laughs) shot one since then well that that's incredible kurt it's got to be just a blessing to have the opportunity to, to spend so much time with your father well it really is you know he's a special guy and uh and still get around, and, and, and he's, uh, you know, operates as the camp cook here, and and uh, he goes out with us on hunts. One of the main reasons he hasn't killed a duck since he was 95 is because the <laughs> doggone ducks have quit coming down here. That's right. right. So, hey, Kurt, what, what's your theory on what the situation is as it relates to the duck migration? That's a good question, uh, Ricky, and uh, there are a lot of, you know, I've been duck hunting in Mississippi for almost 50 years and uh, in the South Delta. So I've seen a lot and, and it's changed significantly over the last 10 to 12 years. A lot of factors have come into play, changing agricultural practices. Uh, some of the floods have interfered with the hunting and, and destroyed some of the habitat we've had. These frequent long-term flooding we've been having in the spring and summer. And of course, just overlaying all that has been the weather. You know, Mother Nature really hasn't cooperated particularly over the last six to eight years, and it just stays so warm up north for so long that these birds are short-stopping, and they're setting the table for them up north. And um, a lot of those mallards and birds we used to get here just don't come down until very late in the year. So it's uh, it's kind of a shame. I, I think at some point, I think it would be a good topic for your show to gather some experts together and talk about the changes. It's affecting uh, all of the Mississippi Delta, particularly the South Delta, but it's also occurring across the river in New or- in, uh, New or- in Louisiana. It's happening some in Arkansas, even up into the Boot Hill of Missouri. So it might be a topic you might want to uh, pull some folks together down the road to discuss. Well, it has been an ongoing to- topic of conversation here on Super Talk Outdoors, that is for sure. Okay. And I mentioned... Um, we leased a new farm up in Shula uh, this year, and when we went to take a look at the property, we went at the end of February, and I've never seen so many mallards. They were coming in on on sheet on sheet water we had out on uh, on this uh, you know ag land, uh, but we didn't see any of those ducks. Uh, you know, certainly during the hunting season, and and in the beginning of February we didn't see them. And then I've also mentioned yeah. that between our place between Greenwood and Blackhawk, there's a hundred acre uh, Cypress Lake there. Um, and uh, I want to say two years ago, and then again somewhat last year, uh, just mallards like crazy came in in the first or second week of February. But that's not unusual. You hear that a lot, don't you? 
really do. And you know, in Ricky, back in the in the early '80s through the mid to late '90s, these these refuges here, Panther Swamp, Yazoo, Hillside, uh, Mahana is a management area. They would typically hold fifty thousand to a hundred thousand mallards each, all during the duck season. They'd start showing up in early December and stay right on through. And you just don't see that. You're lucky to see hundreds of birds, much less thousands. So it's it's changed, and uh, we can probably argue about why. But one of my concerns is: is there anything we can do to, to stop the bleeding and turn this thing around for, before we lose our duck hunting culture down here in the South Delta? Yeah, I had Chuck Cage on recently, a you know famed uh, a duck guide from the Mississippi Delta, and he has a, a a theory that they're that the migration is moving more to the west. Of course, it depends on who you talk to. You get a different point of view about that because, as you know, you're 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 a research leader for the U.S. Uh, Army Engineer Research Development Center. You, you have that kind of a mindset, so you want to understand what the data is telling you. It's a very complicated situation. <laughs> And there's a lot that plays into that, and I know, I know you know that very. Yeah. So, Duncan, coming back to you. Uh, yeah, go go ahead. What were you going to say? Just one more quick thing, uh, Ricky. Yeah. There's a there's a fellow named uh, Bill Cooksey. Have you ever run into Bill? No, I haven't. Okay, he's he's on some of the web sites, and he lives up in Tennessee, and he's extremely knowledgeable. He's been following this for 40 or 50 years, and he's got some sort of a foundation that they work with and trying to bring him back habitat in louisiana but i might send you his name and contact information might be somebody to contact yeah i, I, I really appreciate that so duncan coming back to you you again 98 years old toward the end of this month tell me what the outdoors means to you well it means a great deal uh started duck hunting uh with kurt here when he was like 12 years old and and of course, we did a lot. We've done a lot of fishing together and a lot of hunting together, mainly duck hunting and uh, both salt and freshwater fishing. So it means a great deal to me. It's been a big part of my life. And the good part about it is I'm still able to enjoy it at such an advanced age. And I look at some of my friends, and unfortunately, they're not able to do that. So uh, I'm very blessed in that regard. You're you're a lucky man. I, I talk about it all the time on Super Talk Outdoors, and 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 you guys know this really well, Kurt, specifically to you. When we come back, I want to talk more about the legacy of outdoors and how that has affected you guys, the ability to to learn about life w together, and the, the real fortune opportunity you guys have had to spend over 40 years in the woods and on the water together. What a, what a great story. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Duncan Getzinger and uh, Kurt Getzinger uh, when, we come, when we come back after this break. See you after this.
Lakeland Fireplace's new expanded showroom is now open, and you've got to see the selection. Lakeland Fireplaces has over 25 display units, including the popular Heat & Glow to choose from. And remember, with Heat & Glow, you can forget about those headaches and unpleasant odors. Oh, by the way, their showroom has 19 live-burning fireplaces. While you're there, be sure to ask Zach Sandlin about their premium lines of gas grills, too. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, just east of Dogwood in Flowood. Madison Cellars, proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits. From special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner, it's all at Madison Cellars Premium Wine and Spirits. Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our New Year's special. Save up to $1,000 on Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds, plus special financing. Ends Monday. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I really appreciate you joining us, and Happy New Year right here from the Foundation Studio on a cold Biloxi back bay. It's cold today. Finally got some cold weather across the state of Mississippi, and that's going to help the, the hopefully help the duck hunting, and certainly it's going to be good for for deer movement. And we're going to get to more about that in just a second. But I want to want to mention too that if you're on Facebook, go to our Super Talk Outdoors Facebook page and follow us, um, like that page because you'll you'll be glad. 
glad you did. All the videos from our show are there. And we also play some other content there as well. Like a couple of really popular photos and videos recently was, one was an, an epic uh, buck battle filmed by my friend Chris Gertz. And it's been viewed thousands of times. And there's also a rare photo that we, that we put up there from my friend Oscar Newton, who took a picture of a bald eagle grabbing a really big largemouth bass. Now look, this bass is almost as big as the eagle. And the eagle takes it out of the water and eats it. He gets this great shot, one of those kind of one of those rare photos. So you can go there and take a look at it. But it's, so if you haven't seen those, you can go to the Super Talk Outdoors Facebook uh, page. I think you'll be glad you did. Um, now I want to move over to the coordinator of the private lands program for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Park. John, is it Grucci? I meant to ask you that before we started the program. Yeah, yeah, Grucci. Grucci, there you go. So uh, it's great to see you, buddy. So look, uh, we're going to talk about what you do in your program. Private sure. lands are so significant. As I mentioned before the show, I often say as it relates to the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund that's going to be back before the legislature this year, that nearly 90% of land in Mississippi is private land. So your program is really important. So we're, we're going to talk about that here in a second. But what's, uh, what's the, the word from the department these days about how the deer season is going? Yeah, that's a... Uh... Mm, that's a good question. So, uh, you know, we kind of joked back and forth. You know, we had a pretty rough dove season. There was some bad things. We had, a, we think we had a bad local hatch, and then we didn't get the migration like we were hoping. And uh, and now we're not in the middle of a great uh, deer season. And of course, it was eighty degrees yesterday, and so duck season not hot. We're not. We're not we're not batting really really well right now. <laughs> but uh, obviously, a, a lot of that stuff is out of our control. Yeah, you know the the weather's been warm, man. I, I hunted yeah. all last week. Deer hunted all last week, and my son did. One of my sons did some did some duck hunting. Had some good wood wood duck hunts. Um, sure. And um, and then my son Jordan hunted yesterday, and he he uh, he got some gadwalls and uh, and some wood ducks. And so you know, not I mean, not great, but at least they had some activity. But the deer movement has been incredibly slow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So there's there's probably a lot of reasons for that, and this is just kind of shooting from the hip here. We don't have uh, you know great data on all this um, as, as the season progresses, but all the taxidermists and processors and everybody that we talk to, everybody's down. I've had several hour long conversations with deer hunters that are just distraught. And uh, what it really comes down to, man, is that deer are going to move for two reasons: the need to feed and the need to breed. And they're going to do that uh, regardless of, of a whole lot of different uh, things that go on in the factors and all that. But if you if you can provide a, a broad food source, and we've got a heck of an acorn crop right now. White oak is really good. Red oak is a little spotty. Then they have to move less to feed. And most of the people that we talk to have beautiful food plots right now because they've been off of them for the acorns. And then also we got really good food plot weather. So we've got, you know, an abundance of food out there. So the mo- the need to feed movement is down. Yeah. The need to breed movement is going to be there. But when we get such warm days, they do have a, a heat stress issue that comes into play. And uh, some of the radio collar studies that we've done with Mississippi State, they're still going to move. But a lot of it's going to be at night, you know, when it's cooler, obviously. So, uh, so you know, all those things kind of kind of uh, pile on. And then last year we had this record season. I mean, every taxidermist was was full, and all the processors had to shut down. It was this record season. 
season, you know, everything lined up great. And you think all those deer we killed last year, they're not on the hoof this year. So, you know, all those things kind of kind of combine to make kind of a, an, an off season. But, um, you know, you're, you're going to have that from year to year. We, we generally can count on one out of about, about every five being a real stinker. And, and we're going to get, you know, some annual variation. Well. Yeah, what we've been noticing on our cameras is that certainly a lot more nighttime activity, not as much daylight activity. That's right. That confirms what you what you just mentioned. Um, and you know what? Since we haven't had a lot of rain, the acorn crop, as you pointed out, was just incredible. That's right. So there's still, you know, usually the acorns either either they've been eaten or the, the rain has has caused water to be where the acorns are, so you have less acorns available to them. It forces them out onto the food plots. By sure. now, our food plots are u- usually eaten to a nub, but with the exception of maybe two or three, most of our most of our food plots are, are look like a a bumper crop of wheat and whatever else we have planted. Yeah. But you're hearing that story across the state aren't you oh oh yeah across the state and and, you know we keep telling people you know hang on it's gonna the acres are gonna deplete pretty soon and we're gonna get some cold weather but a lot of people give up by then so so uh so we'll see you know uh but again talking to almost well we we deal with a lot of taxidermists and a few processors um and they are seeing i mean it's statewide they're at least 20 percent off uh wow for this time of year, so I I I I don't I don't uh, I don't uh, disagree with that observation at all. Of course, this, the stats are pretty clear there. But yeah. I, I, they sent me a few videos this morning. Uh, some of my friends are hunting up at our place uh, this morning, and they've got pretty good deer movement this morning. But you would expect it. I mean, it's cold sure. weather again. You still, you know, you got some rut activity, some post rut activity. But the bottom line is the deer are out there moving around, and uh, you know if we have a you know, I know it's supposed to get warm, but then it's supposed to get cold again. So, you know, we still have a chance to kind of save the season somewhat in January, don't sure. we? I think so. And then there are there are large parts of the state where the rut's not even peaked yet. I mean, certainly northwest and, and parts of north Mississippi, they're on the backside of that rut. But we've still got a, a good portion, probably maybe even two-thirds of the state that's still got a lot of rut left. So uh, so maybe we'll, maybe we'll see uh, see some activity. Well, listen, the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks does so much good work across so many spectrums involving conservation, the outdoors, outdoors enjoyment, which is really what this show is all about. You're the coordinator of the private lands program, and as I mentioned, nearly 90% of the land in the state of Mississippi is private. You can't have a real statewide conservation program uh, focused on improving wildlife um, you know, enjoyment or outdoors enjoyment without involving private lands. And you're really focused on that in your world, aren't you? Sure, that, that's right. And so uh, there are major conservation issues, certainly water quality being a great example. But even we just got through talking about deer herds. You know, those herds are not uh, exclusively uh, happening on, on public land. And, in fact, we looked at a survey that the Siafwa states have done before, and, and in Mississippi especially, over 90% of the days spent a field. So if you're a deer hunter or dirt, turkey hunter, duck hunter, any of those kinds of things, 90% of the actual man days spent a field hunting are uh, on private land. So, you know, that kind of lines up with the uh, – with the um, uh, the percentage of the landscape and whatnot is that so we're we're definitely focused on private lands you know not only for the big resource issues as you mentioned but also because that's our that's our primary customer you know we're hunting license funded uh, funded by you know hunters and anglers and whatnot and so if they're spending their days of field on private lands the best way for us to serve them is going to be you know going to them um, and bringing that that technical guidance as we call it I bet you see some great 
examples of of private landowners who are really dedicated to outdoors conservation. I, I think about the relationship I have with the farmers that I work with yeah. and the work that they do with us. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we do, whether it be focused on duck habitat or whether it be focused on uh, just improving the deer situation, uh, we couldn't do, frankly, to be honest with you, if we didn't have the farmers involved in that process because they, they bring people and heavy equipment to, to bear and it's a great sort of coordinated effort when when they get their crops out they're kind of focused on helping us improve the wildlife situation you hear that all every single day don't you sure sure and and really the a big part of what we're doing is partnerships not just with farmers and landowners but also with uh the external partners like the USDA Fish and Wildlife Service and some of those other groups that are not only funders but they're also actively doing management you mentioned landowners. You know, it's important to note this is a free service we provide to our customers. And so we're working with landowners anywhere from five and 6,000 acres, these big tracks, to, uh, you know, we get requests all the time from 40 and 50-acre landowners. And at the end of the day, the guy with 40 and 50 acres, you know, that's his kingdom. You know, that's his palace. And he loves that every acre of that 40 and 50. And so, you know, certainly we're going to serve those guys as best we can. Now, there are different options for those folks, right? you got 50 acres, you're going to have a hard time uh, growing, you know, Booning Crockett Bucks, so to speak, when, when you don't have a single home range on that property. But, um, you know, we, we can we can come up with some stuff to help those guys out. You know, one of the things I've he- heard people talking about a lot lately has been controlled burns. Sure. Um, you know, Brad Ferris recently uh, talked about it in, in pretty significant fashion. And um, you, you guys have this Fire on the 40 initiative. Before I tell you what, before we go to that, why don't we do this? We'll, we'll go to the break. And on the other side, we'll talk about control burns and some, some other initiatives that you guys have been involved in. This is John Grucci. He's the coordinator of private land program for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And we'll continue the conversation on the other side. See you in just a second. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny conditions, high near 45. Tonight, mostly clear and cold, low all the way down to 27. Your Tuesday, sunny skies, high near 55. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 40. And for your Wednesday, a slight chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 64. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. 
When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no-hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Care Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Care Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Are you the parent of a 2- to 7-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Our state will receive around $1.8 billion in federal money through the American Rescue Plan, and the state collected over a billion more in state revenues than anticipated during the fiscal year. Governor Tate Reeves told us how he'd like to see it spent. Uh, we ought to focus on uh, returning some of that money to the taxpayers, give the taxpayers a pay raise. Uh, in addition to that, I think we ought to uh, increase pay for our teachers. Reeves supports eliminating the state income tax, an issue that is expected to come up during the three-month-long legislation session, which begins tomorrow. One lucky Mississippian bring in the new year with a six-figure lottery win. The winning ticket purchased in Pearl will make someone $100,000 richer. The jackpot for tonight's Powerball drawing is up to $540 million. Tomorrow night's Mega Millions drawing is at $244 million. And three new scratch-off games will be available starting tomorrow. I'm Kelly Bennett. Why join Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation if I'm not a farmer? Let's start with the valuable discounts on vehicles, travel, farm equipment, and much more, all of which would cover the cost of your membership. Throw in the insurance products, smarter banking, and agricultural advocacy, and the choice is clear. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. It's that time of the year again. Like my son Barrett and I, hunters will soon be heading to the woods to hopefully bag that big buck. Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Our agency often works with Mississippians whose disabilities are the result of tree stand injuries. Keep safe by remembering these important tips. Always maintain three points of contact going up and down a tree. Use a haul line and always wear a safety harness. Please don't let your next hunt be your last. 
You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's cut through walls and fall football, a Gulf Coast sunset and a Delta dawn. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors, brought to you by the Foundation. This is a group of incredibly dedicated volunteers, leaders from all across the state, that come together to raise money to help fill gaps for really important projects involving the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And they do other things as well. And from time to time, they'll lock on to an issue. And uh, when they do, it's important because they're extraordinarily well-connected and they're really focused on trying to improve the outdoors in Mississippi. They're protecting our outdoor legacy, the foundation for wildlife, fisheries, and parks. Anyway, let's continue our conversation with my two new friends, uh, Duncan and Kurt Getzinger. Uh, I told them during the break for whatever reason. I'm not sure why I have a hard time saying their last name, but but uh, I'll try to improve that as we continue this conversation. But but anyway, Duncan, Mr. Duncan, I should probably say is will be 98 years old uh, this month, and he and his son have spent over 40 years together in the outdoors. Uh, Kirk, coming back to you, you know, he mentioned that about what it means to him to have spent so much time in the outdoors with you. But what does it mean to you? Well, it's just been an amazing uh, experience. You know, we've hunted 40 years together up here in Mississippi, but another uh, 20 or so before I moved out here. And, you know, he taught me how to hunt and uh, taught me about conservation and to respect the outdoors and anything that we uh, caught or, or harvested. We always only took things that we, we would eat or make sure other people would eat. So uh, respect the resource, respect other hunters, hunting etiquette. Uh, that seems to be a missing ingredient with some of these younger hunters this day, unfortunately, this day and times, unfortunately. And uh, and just to be able to be with him, and he was very patient, uh, you know, teaching me how to do things and, and letting me make some decisions. And so it's been a great relationship, and uh, I've really, really enjoyed hunting with him. He, he's a good hunter and, uh, and a good a good game chef, too. <laughs> we'll talk about that here just in just a second. By the way, for our Facebook, YouTube, and Super Talk TV audience, sorry that the uh, video signal is not too good. Um, they're coming to us from near Sartarsia, Sart- Mississippi, at their, their duck camp, and uh, unfortunately, the the Wi-Fi signal is not great today. Uh, but we we've got a good we've got a good uh, voice signal, so that's that's working really well. Hey, Duncan, coming back over to you. Um, you you uh, you know you think about turning ninety eight years old. How, how often do you reflect on your legacy? I mean, what what do you want people to think of you uh, as uh, as you you know when you look at your life and its totality? You're a former dentist. You retired as a dentist. But what do you want people to think of you? Well, I want them to think highly of me. <laughs> uh, I don't really have to answer that question exactly, except to say that uh, I hope people uh, speak well of me and are 
I have a lot of friends and I continue to, continue to like to have a lot of friends. The place I live at in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, in a, in a retirement center, independent living area center. I have a lot of friends there that are in their, seven, in their 80s and 90s. Uh, just recently lost a good friend who was 101. And uh, so I'm used to being around older people. And fortunately, most of them still have most of their brain intact. Uh, sometimes I think my mind is not completely intact. And the other times I reflect on it and, and determine that I've been so lucky to, to, to be able to... Uh, carry on a conversation like this so uh i guess that's about it well you sound you sound great to me and you know kurt you see you hear what he's hear what he's saying wants people to reflect on him as a man who's lived a good life and he's had tremendous impact on the people around him hasn't he well no doubt about it i mean i have a brother and a sister and he's you know loved and helped all of us through our trials and tribulations and and the grandchildren, and uh, but he's he's helped many many people. When he was a, a dentist, he uh, he helped a lot of people that, that couldn't afford dentistry, and uh, he was actually the first pediatrist uh, in the state of North Carolina. So he helped a lot of kids, and, and was very, very charitable and um, good to people. And that's you know kind and good to people. And maybe that's why he's he's made it to ninety eight because he's lived that kind of life. Boy, does it make a difference. It makes a difference. You know, I often talk about to succeed in life, one of the most important things is just to care about the people around you. And when you do, it fulfills you as a person. And I can't say how important that is. It's so so incredibly important. So, Mr. Duncan, when you think about being the designated chef and cook at the duck camp there in Satorsha, what, what what's your favorite thing to cook? Uh, I think maybe my favorite thing to cook is what we call duck dressing. Uh, are you familiar with duck dressing? Well, I've you know I've various various uh, renditions of it. Tell me about yours. Well, it's it's just a we start off with a, a corn cornmeal crumbs, uh, usually a commercial brand that's seasoned, herb seasoned and everything and we cut up some veggies and put in there and uh, the usual things, onions and celery and carrots and uh, put some sausage in there and then we cook our duck real tender, it's very very tender, it just pulls off the bone and incorporate the duck in there and then wet it all down good either with chicken broth or with duck broth where we've cooked the duck and uh, uh, and then put it in the oven, bring it up and pipe it hot, put it on the plate, put some gravy on it, and you're ready to go. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt, it sounds good. Well, it, does, it, it, it is good. <laughs> so, so Kurt, have you got, did you guys hunt over the weekend? Uh, I was hunting fire ants and mosquitoes mainly. <laughs> Uh, have you had some good hunts this year? I've had a I've had a couple of mornings where I've taken a few birds, but you know we're in the another complication this particular year in the South Delta. We're in the middle of a world class fall winter drought. 
you know, Panther Swamp is dry and the National Forest is dry. And even though I can pump up 40 or 50 acres in my place, uh, when everybody's dry around me, the birds just keep going. It's hard to hold them. So we're kind of suffering through that. The swamps need to be recharged every few years, there's no doubt. Uh, but it's a shame it's happening during the duck season. Hey, so tell me what you, you're, you're actually an invasive aquatic vegetation expert. Tell me about what it is you do. Well, my training has been in uh, managing uh, invasive vegetation and invasive weeds in aquatic and wetland sites using herbicides. And uh, I've been lucky enough to have led a research team over in Vicksburg for almost 40 years. And um, we work with uh, agencies and federal agencies as well as state agencies and some of the private sector to evaluate and develop uh, environmentally friendly and compatible herbicides that can selectively control invasive plants like giant salvinia, which they're having a tremendous problem with in Louisiana. They've had some issues over in the res in Jackson. You probably remember those stories oh, yeah. from a few years ago. And one of our team members, Bradley Sarton, helped out on that deal. And uh, Florida Hyacinth, and then, but we work all over the country. We, we work in 25 or 30 states in field studies from corner to corner to corner. And then we have a big uh, experimental system that we can do small-scale studies with in Vicksburg. So, so I know you're focused uh, on inv invasive aquatic vegetation, but what's your latest thinking on kudzu? <laughs> you know, back when I was at Clemson, somebody came out with a kudzu cookbook. I don't know whatever happened to that, but uh, they were taking the roots and grinding it up and making all sorts of things with it. Uh, kudzu is... Uh, was actually purpose. It was actually introduced by some scientists in the U.S., another agency that I'm not going to name at this time. And uh, it took off, and they were trying to use it for ground cover, and it got away from them, and, and it's caused a lot of problems. But it's actually a lot easier to control if you want to get after it than, than aquatic vegetation. Well, that's 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 great to hear. That's that's really good to hear. So so Duncan. Like when you got up this morning, what were you thinking about? What do you, what do you want? What do you, what's your day look like today? Well, this morning when I got up, I was thinking about this program. <laughs> I didn't want to make a fool of myself. But <laughs> I was hoping I would be able to be able to carry on a good conversation. So that was on my mind this morning. But, well, uh, you've been able to keep a, keep a great conversation. It's been an incredible pleasure to meet both of you, Duncan and Kurt. Um, so uh, as you approach your 98th birthday, man, I wish you 100 more years of happiness. God, and God, God bless you, my friend. Thank you so much. I appreciate that so much. Well, listen, uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about what's the latest in the deer season. And we're going to get the latest on the private lands program from the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fishers, and Parks. We'll see you after this break.
Take advantage of year-end savings during the Season of Inspiration sales event going on right now at Mazda of Jackson. That's right. Mazda of Jackson is giving you amazing savings to close out the year. Now, through December 31st only, get 0.9% financing on all remaining 2021s in stock. That's right. 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Not only do we have amazing savings, but we have the most incredible credit team around. They work hard to get you approved because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade? Bring it in. And we'll give you top dollar for it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Get to Mazda of Jackson during the Season of Inspiration sales event. Going on now. Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See you for details with group credit on select models. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland is now offering monoclonal antibody treatments. Monoclonal antibody therapy offers a way to help reduce and prevent severe symptoms in COVID-positive patients and for those who have been in close contact with someone who has tested positive. Most insurance providers will cover the cost. If you are uninsured, you may be eligible for reimbursement through the federal government. To find out if you are eligible for this treatment option, call Innovative Health Clinic today, 601-944-5585. We expect our information in real time. U.S. Med carries continuous glucose monitors, which provide real-time readings of blood glucose levels. U.S. Med is an approved provider for Medicare and over 500 private insurers. So call 800-730-8405 today for a free insurance and Medicare benefits check. As easy as... That's 800-730-8405. 8405. You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, but when we just come out and say it, it feels like it falls a bit flat. So we're going to tap into human emotion, first with some music. Then in a serious tone, I'll say, save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. And even though it was about saving money with Progressive, we'll fade out the music so you know it was poignant. Wow, powerful stuff. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your local Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey, on the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack. You can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda has been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire or Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASE certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Center offers lube, oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires, just like Kenda, designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you. 
arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. We have John Grucci, who's the coordinator of the private lands program for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. Man, you got to be thrilled to be a part of this organization. Man, there are a lot of dedicated people in the department that are focused on keeping people safe, making sure, sure. that our enjoyment is what it can be in the state. But it's a special department, isn't it, my friend? Oh yes, sir. Yeah, man. I've uh, I've been on for 15 years, and I've you know certainly got life lifelong friendships. Um, you know, even the folks that have that have left the department, I still keep up with some regularity. Definitely a a family atmosphere among the employees. You know, so. when we went to break, we we're talking about controlled burns and the Fire on 40 initiative. Tell me more about that. Yeah, sure. So uh, obviously prescribed burning is probably one of the major, if you think about the major ecological drivers uh, from a natural history standpoint in terms of the state of Mississippi, you know, you really got flooding and fire, basically fire and water. You know, if there's going to be a, a wetland or a bottomland area, it was going to probably be disturbed by some type of flooding at some level of frequency, you know, who knows. And, uh, and if it's an upland area, and in fact, we've got surveys from the 1920s, uh, where, you know, important fire people visited Mississippi and said nearly 80% of the upland areas of Mississippi probably burned every other year at least. So, I mean, a lot of fire would have been natural on the landscape. And, uh, of course, we've suppressed a lot of that because that could also damage timber. You know, the, the ecology doesn't care about whether the butt logs damaged or not on a on an oak tree. But, but you know, obviously landowners are worried about that. We were worried about running cattle uh, on some of that land. And so fire has been suppressed rest over the years but for those folks that are especially recreational landowners they've got a huge interest in wildlife management prescribed burning and, and also timber management you can't really separate the two but timber management and prescribed burning are probably two of their most important practices they can engage in so so what you're hearing is that more landowners you're finding more interested less worried about you know what what it means to do a prescribed burn and more willing to hear how it really can help uh, wildlife. Yeah, so it's kind of a... um Yes and no. So what it comes down to is I think we're definitely hearing more interest out of recreational landowners, people who purchase the land with the intention of hunting and fishing as their primary land. But we've certainly seen a decline statewide in fire, particularly from the forestry segment. And that goes back to your liability comment. You know, a lot of those uh, forestry, you know, timber companies, if you will, some of these other major forest landowners, they're afraid of the liability. And we've come up with new technology in the form of chemicals where they can get a lot of that competition control from chemicals and they're not dealing with that. now of course there's liability there apparently so uh so anyway we, we've got uh, a weird fire cycle if you will right now but from a recreational standpoint i think the interest is as high as it's ever been to the point where we're having trouble getting those bur- that burning conducted we don't have enough burners so yeah yeah you know the, god i don't i don't blame people for being a little concerned about the legal environment these days as it relates to you know the potential um liabilities related to burning how do you guys overcome that? Yeah, so there's a that's a very good question. Um, ultimately, uh, there's liability associated with everything that we do, and that includes climbing a tree with a high-powered rifle uh, or a 
stick with a pointy object at the end of it. Uh, you know, there there is liability associated with all those types of things, and we have to manage that liability every day when we drive a car, do whatever. And there are ways to get around that. Now, the reason the liability with fire, I think, is so um, so concerning to so many people is that it's so visible and so visceral, right? When we see that news footage of a huge fire and there's all this crispy stuff, houses burned up. And then the other reason I will tell you this, everybody puts it on Smokey Bear and they put it on the news and all these things. But everybody that I talk to, every person in Mississippi, especially where we still have fire culture, everybody's got a fire story. If you sit on the tailgate and talk to them, they'll tell you about that one time I was burning a pile and it got away. I went to the store and came back and it burned up to an acres and I'll never touch a match again you know so there's a personal aspect to that liability but we can manage that liability in a bunch of different ways obviously there's insurance policies and the Mississippi Forestry Association is a good contact for that they have a lot of information about that we also have really good fire legislation man Mississippi was one of the first actually the first state in 1992 we passed really good legislation so the legislature's gotten involved now that legislation needs to be updated right it was passed in 1992. That was a long time ago. So uh, so there's a, a lot of, uh, of need there with legislative stuff. But we do have some fire legislation. And then lastly, the best way for anybody anywhere to manage liability is to just be careful. Have common sense. And, and train yourself and learn how to be a really good fire practitioner. So, John, tell me personally, what, is, what does the outdoors mean to you? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one, a good question there. No, uh, well, that's an excellent question, too, and I think those are very good types of questions uh, for the public to hear. And I, I'll tell you this, I, uh, I grew up, uh, you know, oh, okay, I, I grew up, uh, you know, hunting and fishing, of course, but the biggest thing is that my family has a block of land in Warren County, uh, 160 acres that I'm familiar with, and my best way to interact with that piece of land with the outdoors is through hunting and fishing and it not only has a, 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 an aspect where we're feeding our family with with wild game meat but it also has the aspect of you know i'm the third and fourth my son is the fifth generation to have killed his first deer and his first squirrel on that block of land it means everything in the world to me and i know that's that's private landowners that i work with have that same story i know they do john grusha you well, you'll be back on super talk outdoors soon i can tell you that but it's been a, yes, sir. It's been a pleasure to visit with you this morning keep continued your good work with the private lands program at the department and we'll see you later happy new year to you my friend all right man thank you you bet have a great day and stay safe we'll see you next monday yes sir a super talk mississippi media production